0: Welcome to Grit, Grace, and Glitz. I'm your host, Erica Rothenberger, and I'm so excited for you to join me and my amazing guests every week as you learn how to get gritty, how to give yourself the grace that you deserve, and to celebrate all the glitz that comes to you along the way. Are you ready to unlock your potential? Let's do this. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm so excited to be here on Grit, Grace, and Glitz, where we get gritty. We give each other the grace that we know we deserve and need, but we also celebrate the glitz, all the good things that are going on each and every day within our lives to next level each other. And today, I am so excited to introduce you to Adrian Bishop. She is here with us, and she is just going to pour goodness and greatness onto each and every one of us. Adrian, welcome to Great Racing Glitz, and I'm going to jump right into this. What did you want to be when you grew up? I'm dying to know what this answer is going to be.
1: So, I had two two answers to this. So, the first one was that I always wanted to be a rock singer. Like 100%, I just wanted to be on stage. I wanted to have a band, and I wanted to be like a rock singer. I wanted to be famous, and I just wanted I thought it was so fun, right? It looked like so much fun. So, that was what I wanted to be pretty much my whole like childhood Debbie Gibson was on the, you know, I was an option too. Maybe I could be Debbie Gibson. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, Um, for anyone that's super young that's listening to this and you don't know who Debbie Gibson is,
0: Google her, but she had some really, really classy songs.
1: Yes, so fun, yeah. Very, very kitschy, you know, early, what was it, early 90s, I guess, late 80s. Um, But yeah, I loved her and I just loved the idea of performing and just being on stage. And so that was one of my dreams. Another one, I wanted to be um, an anthropologist, which is not as exciting and fun. But I was obsessed with like the idea of um, evolution and I loved it. I thought the concept was so interesting. So I like actually wanted to go to the same school as a woman named Margaret Mead, who's one of the one of the leading anthropologists that was around. Um, she was a culture anthropologist. And so I like applied to Barnard where she went. I wanted to kind of like be her. Ended up, I ended up actually going to Penn State and doing that for two years, anthropology. And then I realized it's the opposite of how I am. as a person, which is, it's much more research-based, so I'm like, I cannot sit in an office my whole life, so, by myself, or, like, go travel and study somebody and then come back and sit in an office, so I was like, this isn't gonna work for me, so then I became a singer, so, there you go. (laughs) Man,
0: I love it, I love it, I love it, I mean, like, talk about full circumference, right? yeah. And it's so funny to think about, like, what you thought you were gonna be to where you actually are, and it's just absolutely... Phenomenal, And just so you guys know, Adrienne Bishop is just absolutely such a superstar in so many ways. She's a life coach for highly sensitive parents and a certified positive discipline parent educator. She's really on a mission to help moms and dads learn to use their sensitivity as an asset in their parenting and to learn to be confident in parenting with their kids without feeling that overwhelmed or massive amount of anxiety. And it's crazy because 20% of our population are people who feel more, um, feel more, worry more, and are overwhelmed more. In other words, they're highly sensitive. So maybe you could talk to us a little bit more about that before we jump into this this next part of the, your career path. Um, because I'm sure there's parents on here that feel this way every day, right? Yeah. And really, like, it's being a parent to me is the hardest job out there, and. You know, I just, I really wanted to bring Adrian on because I know so many of my listeners are parents. Whether, even if you're not a parent, I think so much of this can be applied just to life. Um, Would you mind talking to us a little bit more about that, Adrian?
1: Yeah. So um, I realized that I was highly sensitive about 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And when I figured it out, it really just helped me understand myself in a way that felt so just reaffirming, right? Because I had gone through my childhood feeling sort of different and just overly emotional. And I was always, getting hurt by people and feeling like everybody was making fun of me, you know, that sort of thing where I just felt so anxious all the time around people. Um, and then I realized that, you know, maybe not everybody was like that. But that when I did understand the positives in how being sensitive, like helped me to f- the the strengths that it gave me, um, I was able to sort of turn things around and use it as an advantage as opposed to, you know, just kind of feeling like I'm on the outside. And when I discovered that I was sensitive, I realized it was most—it was also partly because my my daughter's sensitive, and so was my son. So the combination of, you know, just kind of understanding them better, understanding myself better, um, has really, really helped us as like in our relationship with each other. Helped me as a mom, um, and then learning tools to kind of manage like our emotional challenges. I guess if you want to say that. Um, Together has been like huge. It's been it's completely changed how we interact.
0: So it's changed you dynamically personally, but how much now you're able and let's face it, so many of our own personal experiences then to bring them to other people. Um, You as a coach in here are able then to help people so much better, be able to probably deal with these issues and relate to it because You know, I know sometimes, you know, it's like going to like a doctor and being like, well, has this person ever dealt with this before? When you Mm -hmm. feel like maybe they don't understand you or they're not getting part of it. Um, So the the fact that you are so in tune with it and that it's personally impacted you both, you know, challenging at one point and now so rewarding because you've gone through it. So is that what made you choose this career path and really, you know, kind of pivot a little
1: bit? yeah so what happened was i was a music teacher and a singer and um when i had my third it was a newborn um i started to feel like i needed to figure this out so my older two my oldest my oldest daughter was a little bit difficult she was strong-willed i would call her um and i didn't know how to handle her i was i was just completely at a loss i felt overwhelmed by her i felt overwhelmed by my three kids and i was like i need to do something for me so that i don't feel this way every single day and so i started on the path of learning about life coaching working with a life coach and all that stuff and i was like oh my gosh this is so great it's helping me so much and then at the same time i was learning parenting tools from positive discipline and love love and logics a couple other things i was just reading books and i started implementing some of the strategies in combination with me working on my own emotional challenges with the life coaching piece and it was like you know night and day like it was completely different dynamic between how I was interacting with my kids, and it changed everything. And I was like, I just feel like nobody knows that this stuff is out there, so I have to share it. And I also was looking to work with moms. I didn't know in what capacity, but I just had this calling desire to work with moms one-on-one. And I I thought maybe I'd be a doula or a lactation consultant or something, or a therapist. But then when I realized I could literally work directly with them with parenting, um, in this capacity, I was like, perfect. I definitely want to do that. And it's just, it's just been such a cool journey, just an amazing journey. Yeah, so. and
0: I'm sure every journey, like every client you have, every mom you work with, every child you work with is a little different, right? It's like a little bit different spice to the recipe. And yeah. at the same time, <laughs> there's some probably some overarching things in it. So as is, is parents are listening to this right now and like, ooh, give me one of your tips. Is there a tip yeah. too that just in general, like regardless of, you know, male, female, Old oh, mom, sure. mom that you could like give, give the audience that they would be like, hey, this is a great takeaway that I can go home and apply to my family tonight.
1: Yes, this is one of my favorites. So, so I do a lot of work on mindset. So it's strategy and mindset combined. And the mindset that one of my favorite things is that works really well is the idea that we can switch our thinking when our child does something that feels disrespectful, rude, defiant, mean, we can switch it to this is not about me. Mm-hmm. And if you think that this is not about me, then you can actually solve the real problem. So yes. The real problem is them dealing with something, right? Yes. So, it always,
0: you know, I've always said this to my my internal team, it's usually not the person, it's the problem because there's mm-hmm. usually always something behind it, right? Right. And if yep. you don't take that as a personal attack and you really say, okay, there's a problem behind it, that person doesn't feel attacked and you feel like, okay, now I can go and solve this because I'm not trying yeah. to change a person, I'm trying to change the problem. Like right. if someone's not turning in their homework, well, what's the problem? Like, you know what right. I mean? Do they not and know it, how to not. do it? Do they? And then to be able to help create yes. that solution.
1: And you're not, so when you're thinking things like, they're so disrespectful, they're so rude, they're so, I can't believe they're like this, this is terrible, it's all my fault, you are going to go into more of a fight or fight response. So you're going to get stressed mm. and your response is going to be more reactive. But if you're going into a place of like, curiosity. This is not about me. If it's like, I'm not going to get defensive and I'm not going to take this personally. And it's not about me. And you get into curiosity. Your whole interaction with that kid is going to be hundred percent different. Mm. Um, and it, it just switches everything.
0: Wow. Wow. It's so true guys. And I want you to remember, she's talking about children and parents, but this is real life. This is adult to adult. I don't care 100%. what situation you're in. Cause I've been there before too. And I let the emotional response, Re- create the reaction and it never turns out good ever. Nope. You know what I mean? <laughs> so taking, um, you know, one of my favorite things too, is just taking a deep breath, right? Just letting the, the, the oxygen flow in before you react. Like one of my kids will do something and it will just, I'll feel that energy, that burning in my stomach. And I'm like, gonna take two deep breaths. And it's so crazy just what that will do. And yeah. then, like you said, then then actually thinking through it because at some point you're still gonna be feel that reaction, right? But saying, okay, listen, this is not about them. Like, what's the problem? Like, why are they being defiant right now? Yeah. And it's and if you can start to like really, I think what you help people do is really coach them to make that a practice. So like it's yeah. just like it becomes just like breathing, like you do it without even yep. thinking about it. At first, oh, yeah. it might seem really challenging and really hard because you haven't yeah. ever reacted that way. But then you kind of get over that tough, 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 tough area.
1: Yeah, I had a client who actually was a dad who um, just loved this idea of curiosity so much that he his favorite thing to say was when his kid did something strange or weird, he would he'd say to himself, huh, to get into the curious place. And he said it worked so well for him because he was going to anger like 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time. He wanted to get it tattooed on his hand that's how much it worked for him and how powerful it was yeah so just like just like even understanding that that's a concept that's an option for us to go to and it really taps into like the higher self if we want to get into that coachy speak but just it helps us tap into that that part of us that can respond from compassion and curiosity and it just solves so many issues it really just does so So guys if you heard nothing
0: else just next time you feel that frustration (sighs) ha. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and again, we're not saying that's a secret recipe to solve every single problem out there, but it's funny. Just it did. I guess what I hear you saying, Adrian, is it doesn't have to be these monumental things. Like you don't have to spend eight weeks in therapy to be able to respond to your kid who's might be getting on your nerves every day, right? Like, yes. give it a try. Uh, yeah, and it doesn't sure. mean you're a bad parent either. If you're feeling that way right now and you're stuck. People like Adrian are there to help you, to support yep. you through this journey. And there's plenty of parents that are out there, probably a lot of parents that won't admit to it, right? But like, 100%. you know, like my daughter, I was leaving gymnastics last night and she was, we switched days of the week, right? We, she usually does Fridays. Now she's went to go do Thursday nights. So we're leaving and one of her um, friends from school happened to be in this class. Mm. And she, you could tell she was so excited that... Because she was like changing, you know, classes because Friday nights just became a little burdensome for our family. And um, so that made me really happy. And then as we're leaving, she's usually a really sweet, you know, kind type of girl. We're walking out of gymnastics and she's saying bye to her friend. And I can tell she's like a little like, I don't know if it was showing off or what. But Mm. she takes her water bottle and she like bangs me with it. hard, Not to be like malicious, but I'm just like, it was very out of character for her. And my first reaction, I was like, "Well, that's that's not how mommy deserves to be treated." Did you know? Yeah. Did I do something you know to make you angry? And she's like, "No, I'm just cold," or you know, whatever it was. But it's just so funny how like it could have been like, "Don't hit me! Don't do this!" You know, right. and it's really taking a couple steps back, and I probably could have handled it in ten different ways too. That oh, yeah. you probably could give me advice on. But <laughs> no, no. What, what do you personally do for self care? Like, what do you do? Because yes. you have three kids. You run your full-time business. I know mm-hmm. you're well-networked, like you're constantly on the go. You're coaching and doing all these other things, not only coaching parents, right, with that, with all this stuff, but you also, you know, coach your kids and yeah. you know, sports. And so you have a lot on your plate. Like, yeah. how do you keep it all in check and what do you do? And do you ever find yourself out of balance that way?
1: Oh, yeah. So I have a very because of I think it's because of my sensitivity. I mean, I'm guessing a lot of people have the same challenge, but my body will tell me immediately when I have not taken care of myself in in an emotional way, not necessarily physical way. That's a little bit separate for me, but like immediately I'll get sick or I'll just feel super tired and it'll just be like, forget, you can't do anything today. Like it will make me rest. Right. If I'm not paying attention. So I try to kind of get on top of it and not let that happen. Um, And one of the things I do is I do a lot of like meditative breaks, which are super short, two minute little, um, you know, like I rub my forefinger on my thumb and I really think about the, the ridges and I calm myself down. So it's a lot of literal, like calming flight or fight response throughout the day. That's how I, number one, how I take care of myself. Another one is really paying attention to my thinking, because if I'm, criticizing myself, judging myself, being super mean, or um, thinking really negative thoughts all day, it's going to drain my energy and it does not work. So I really like to make sure that I'm catching myself when I have those kinds of thinking. And I don't necessarily go to positive, but I just try to give myself more of a, a, you know, something that feels true to me. Like I'll say like You know, no matter what happens, I figure it out. Or I'm good, like I'm good right now. Right now, everything's fine. And I just give myself these simple little thoughts to kind of remind myself to come back to the present and to be here and to, um, you know, just give myself a little bit of that compassion. So those are really the main things that I do.
0: Sorry there. One of my favorite things to say to myself is like, okay, present versus perfect, right? Like when I'm like, oh, this has to be done and that has to be done and this needs to be this way. And, you know, I'm Mm. like, okay, listen, be present. And stop worrying about the perfection because yeah. I'm a. I'll always say I re, I'm a recovering, you know, perfection perfectionist. And it, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough totally when you're in tough. that zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to really be honed in on, hey, listen, what's really important? It's important that I'm in this moment,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: necessarily that you know what I mean. That yeah, something is done to perfection. And I honestly take that. Uh, one of my other sayings is, "It's good enough." Right. Like, so at work, I'm like, okay, I could work on this presentation for another 18 hours, right? And change fonts and colors and pictures and graphics and whatever, but it's mm-hmm. good enough. Like, does it get accomplished what needs to be done? Where I used to take the time and worry about it and obsess about it, I rec- recognized that I was wasting a lot of valuable energy. Mm-hmm. When really it comes out to the delivery, right? And the way that you're right. like projecting it. And it doesn't really matter like all of the things. And you know, I always think about it like people only really remember seven percent of what you say, but it's something like, and again, I'm gonna throw the statistic out and this is not noted and I don't have like the behind it, but I don't know, maybe like 80% of how you made them feel, right? Oh,
1: totally. Yeah. So I, and we
0: have to think it about that sense. with our kids, right?
1: It's all about the energy right and that's one of the things that i really work on with my parents is like how are we creating and the the energy that works to keep our kids in calm places keep them regulated and that's that's what i really focus on we have control over regulating ourselves and that really helps them to stay calm and really respond better so it's all about the energy and you're you're totally right i love love that that. and i know
0: you do a lot of like just like self-care like working out and like just your mindset and like you i feel like you're like just really good on making sure hey listen make sure i'm showing up with you know As well as I can today or tomorrow or, you know, next week to be able to be that thing to those parents and to be those things to your spouse or to your kids. And that's not always easy, but Mm -hmm. I think it's so important. And I think you would agree with this is to defend that time.
1: Definitely. I mean, it's for me. It's it's priority number one. It really is, and I know it's hard to do that. I think I'm naturally more. I tend to take time for myself more easily than some of my clients. But you know, like I had a client who never even just took a couple of minutes for herself during the day when she had Mm -hmm. two toddlers, and I said, "Listen, mandatory fifteen minutes. You have to sit down and do something that is relaxing." I don't care if you're
0: coloring. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can watch TV.
1: It doesn't matter. And she was like, I didn't think I could do that. Like it literally was, she didn't think she could do that. And that's something that we've learned like in our culture. And so I do know that it's a, it's like a huge, huge thing for everybody to make sure that they're actually making it a priority and doing things that you really enjoy. Like I love to watch 20 minutes of TV while I eat lunch and that it rejuvenates me. I get energy. And like, sometimes I'm like, should I be watching TV? This is not okay. Right. I could be should reading I... a book or I could be doing yeah. a password
0: puzzle or I could be yeah. <laughs> making another client call, right? Like, exactly. And I think we live in that society, especially in America that it's so yeah. like, no, oh, drive, drive, drive. And I'm, I'm just as guilty as the next with it. But I think it's really taking that break. Like I always defend the time every day to get my workout in. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't look at that ever. I don't even, I don't even know if i call that, I wouldn't even use the word selfish self-love and that I just think that's a priority like yeah to me like you know it's above and beyond the other things that you know you're doing yes. Like and
1: definitely defense, have to protect and, it
0: and making that and protecting it right like mm-hmm. holding that like that's the most important thing so you can show up as that better whatever yeah. hat, all those other hats that we end up wearing in life yeah. but you know what, guys, I just want to remind you that you know, Adrienne's here. She is, like I said, an absolutely phenomenal person. All of her notes and everything are in the show notes. You can meet her, connect with her. If you're that parent that's maybe struggling with someone right now, you know another parent that is, connect with her. She has tons of great content. She is just, she's real. Like she's not gonna be this hey, listen, you know, you're gonna make some magic potion and rub it all over your face. Like she's just gonna give you tangible things that you can put into place. And with that being said, Adrian and anything you want to leave everyone with is we close out grit grace and glitz today
1: um yeah just that like if you are struggling with parenting just know that it's there's simple things you can tweak it's not a big huge you know mountain to climb um and most of my clients they get like results like really big ones within like one session and it's it really does feel motivating when you're like oh my gosh this thing just works and it feels really good so just like i feel like that tends to be the idea is like oh i have to do all this work to get there but in reality it's actually pretty simple and you see results really quick. So that's the fun part.
0: Tying up your shoes and right. Like just saying, I'm going to go take a half mile walk. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like, Hey, listen, I'm going to go run a 5k. Right. Like, just the little things that you're doing every day and and, and making that time uh, to be able to then next level, next level yourself. So Adrian, I'm so glad you joined us on Great Grace and Glitz today. I'm so glad that our viewers and listeners got to hear you. Um, Put a comment in the chat, share with this with another parent that needs to hear it. We all need to be reminded that we're showing up in the best version that we can today. And it doesn't mean we can't be better tomorrow or next week, but we're showing up the best that we can today, but that there's you should be willing to ask for help and ask for support. And, you know, if if, if it was a uh, medical treatment you had to go get, make sure you made that a priority, make it a priority. And to me, this is part of self-love saying, hey, mm-hmm. listen, I'm going to raise my hand because I want to be a better parent because I'm going to love myself more if I make the time to do this. So with that being said, I'm going to sign off from Grit, Grace and Glitz. Thank you for joining us today. Adrian. thank you for being such a special guest. And uh, let's go out there. Let's serve. Let's send good, positive energy and make sure that we're celebrating all the glitz that we put out into the universe each and every day. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and I cannot wait for you to catch our next episode. I'll see you back here next time on an all new episode of Grit, Grace and Glitz.